Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Is that a wave? It's a wave, wave to the masses. Hello. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, it is uh, Starch, uh, Dave Sturgeo. It is Chris Gucci and, of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass of Chop Studios. Uh, how was your Halloween, bro? Do any uh, trick-or-treating? I did not go trick-or-treating. I did steal a lot of candy from my nieces and nephews, but no no trick-or-treating. I took it, a picture, went to the parade, saw them at their school, and that was all I did. Can I just say that the, the, the softest thing in the world is the trunk-or-treat? Like, I mean, go to houses, knock on a door or two. I, like, I it's think, not that I hard. I think it's it's more for the parents. I don't think it's, they don't have the time to go to the trick-or-treating. They got a bunch oh, so of let's just kids. line up let's in a circle. It. Let's and, just get uh, this over with. I agree with it. It's soft. I'm, I'm, bored. Like I'm it. on board with the trunk-or-treat. <laughs> You'll change your mind in a couple years when it's, like, kindergarten. I'm Listen, I'm having a ball. And every time that my daughter would go up to a house, I would literally simply say, hey, you know, and they're like, which one do you want? I'm like... The Reese's, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just trying to choose for her. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are enjoying your Halloween, Halloween, Halloween hangovers. Uh, meaning, you know, I'm sure you had a lot of candy and all that good stuff. Uh, we actually had a football game to watch last night, which was abysmal. If you were a Cincinnati Bengals fan, that was hard to watch. Uh, but the Cleveland Browns got the job done. They go in there. They take care of business on Halloween night. And they got themselves a very, very, very big W. 32-13. to 13. This game wasn't close from the jump. It was just a... All out of salt as far as the Cleveland defense stepping up. Um, looks like Burrow is a little lost without Jamar Chase to even look at. You know, it's it's if he's on the field, he's a target, even I mean, though he might not be yeah, target. You know what I'm saying? There were so many things went wrong for the Bengals yesterday. It's hard to put the blame on one person. Burrow did look lost. The offensive line looked like they were playing scared a little bit. Uh, they couldn't get the ball going on the ground. And... Yeah, no Jamar Chase is huge. Obviously, I thought that they would be able to withstand all that, but they didn't. So one, one splash play to Higgins at the end, almost like a garbage touch. I did win know. a fantasy matchup due to said splash play, so I I'm did okay with of, it. I, it, um, you know, I didn't even see that because I had turned the game off at that point. You turned games off? Well, I didn't I mean, I just fall turn it off. By I, I didn't turn it off, but I wasn't in the room anymore. Okay, so I got up. Better? <laughs> yes. Yes. You can tell me when you go on your breaks. Um, anyway, starting to talk about some top movers from last night in particular. Again, mostly a heavy offensive assault by the Cleveland Browns, which, again, you don't hear that when we're talking about the Cleveland Browns all out, you know, offensive assault, but they scored some points. It starts with my guy, Coop. Top movers. <laughs> he's still, listen, he's still near and dear to my heart. The Cowboys traded him away for a bag of balls at this point. Uh, but Amari Cooper is your first top mover that we're going to talk about today. And a fantastic game. Five catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown, only on seven targets. So he caught everything. He also threw an interception. Like, I, Stefanski, I get it. You're a creative coach. Cool. But, like, the guy's never thrown a pass. Not in the NFL. Not in college. So draw up a pass for Amari Cooper to not only... Spiral, sure. <laughs> Ten yards short, even times, worse. How many times do you think it worked in practice? It probably worked a in million practice. times. Otherwise, in they wouldn't have run it. And Stefanski's probably like, yeah, watch this, watch, watch this one. Watching and like, CMC get it going through the air. I guess maybe they decided they they could try their hand oh, at it, it, but not Amari Cooper. Cooper is not CMC as far in that regard. Uh, but I will say that Cooper had himself a very, very good night. Uh, he is one of the first top movers. If you also, there's a 15-time multiplier on him. If he's a long-term play for you, you cashed in last night and uh, did rather well. Somebody who didn't do rather well on the flip side of this is obviously every Cincinnati Bengal, but in particular, Joe Mixon. Uh, unfortunately, eight rushes for 27 yards. 
27 yards, man. It's like he couldn't get anything going on the ground. Neither could, again, this whole offense looked abysmal. But at the same time, when you look, you said it yesterday, and you you were, this is the mixing game. You know, we're still waiting yeah, for this mixing Yeah, I got on my day. face here. Yeah. I thought Joe Mixon would be able to get it going because the Browns' run defense has been really bad. But it's tough to get it going when you're down points and they, they abandon the run game. I don't understand why coaches do that in the first half, but I guess it just happens. It's the way the game goes. It's panic. It's panic. Yeah, I wouldn't want to call it panic. I think Zach Taylor is one of the better coaches in the NFL, so I'm not going to sit here and cru uh, crucify him over one game. But he's he's had his ups and downs this season. I think you could take a page from Matt LaFleur, run the football. You see what happens when you're a running football team and you get away from the run. Not that the Bengals are, but Joe Mixon has been solid over the past couple of years. He hasn't really quite gotten it going yet. I thought yesterday was his coming out party, and here I am saying I was wrong. All right. Well, that, that takes a very, very bold man to admit it when you're it's wrong. It's been a rough month of October for me, <laughs> if I must say so myself. So, Guess what? You know, Guess what? Today's November 1st. It, it, it's called growth. It's time to it's turn it over. We are turning a new page. You know what the Packers record in November is? Oh, uh, here we go. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm good. Saying. I'm glad. Uh, they got uh, their hands full this week with the Detroit Lions. <laughs> we'll get into that as we, we get do, closer we to do. the weekend. Uh, how about a quarterback who showed out last night? And that was Jacoby Brissett. Now, I have questions about this. Playing because his little heart out. He really is. A 17 for 22, uh, 278, and a touchdown to Cooper that we said before. Um, but now, look, the the... Browns are three and five. They're still two weeks away from the return or the debut of one Deshaun Watson. Let's just say, hypothetically, that Jacoby Brissett wins the next two games. Is he instant removal? Like, you're out. That's it. Deshaun's back. I understand all the money they yes. just shoved so into Watson's short face. Short answer is yes, instant removal. Do I have to elaborate as to why or you just did? The money. It's the money. It's Deshaun Watson. They just mortgaged their entire future on Deshaun Watson. They did inherit LeBron James as a fan, though, I must say. Oh, yeah, another, former Cowboy fan. We don't another, want you anymore, Another LeBron. funny story. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because Jacoby Brissett, if nothing else, he's putting himself in a position to maybe get looked at next year as a starter somewhere else. But as we're going to talk about that, I don't know. There's not much room for, for starting quarterbacks these days. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he's playing in. himself into a, a decent spot, Considering the fact that he signed a one-year deal and he's on a prove-it deal and he could potentially show that he's he's very to me it's like Spider-Man mean between him and Gino. You I know what I'm saying? I, like, well, I wouldn't go that far. I think Gino no? Smith. No, I'm we, saying as far as style of play, I have some Gino numbers. That yeah, we're we'll talk, talk about Gino, about Gino, Gino a in a little bit. And Gino Smith is airing it out. Jacoby Brissett right now is relying on the number one run game in the, in the NFL by a by a pretty wide margin as they're, well. Like the they're, they're beyond the Bears. Yeah, the 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 Browns are the best running football team. The Bears aren't a good running team, just so we're clear. They run don't, the ball. Don't start this. They run the ball a lot. It's just not highly effective. And I don't want to get into this, but <laughs> I've looked deep into <laughs> the numbers. Long conversation you yesterday. Know, outside of Justin Fields' scrambles, the Bears aren't really doing much on the ground. All right. Um, but yeah, the the Browns they have the number one rushing attack in the NFL, and Jacoby Brissett is is. Reaping the benefits of that. I don't know if he goes somewhere else. We've seen Jacoby Brissett, the starter. I mean, he's been a, a, a life for backup. In he other places, been. we've seen him get a, get an opportunity. And what we see is that he's a very viable guy to come in and, and step in and and almost bridge the gap until you get a Deshaun Watson back or in other cases where it was maybe an injury. He's a long reliever line. if you're a baseball it, fan. Yes, exactly. There you so, go. Let's talk quarterbacks. I do think Jacoby Brissett, he has staying power in the NFL, just not as a starter. Um, and we'll get into why a up, little bit later. Up 4% last night. So, again, Brissett, guys like Brissett have those bigger multipliers because they are, you know, tenured into this league. There is a 15-time multiplier. So, if you think he's going to continue this trend, I mean, you could try. You know, you, you can give it you a shot. You get a couple more weeks out of him. 
Yeah, absolutely. So let's stay on the quarterbacks. All right, let's stay. Let's talk some quarterbacks. I know this is a very topical thing. We've talked about quarterbacks numerous amount of times. Today's episode. 32 uh, of this uh, of this show and we've talked about the quarterbacks a lot because this is the most uh profitable it's a quarterback driven league so it's a quarterback driven market <laughs> yes That's it is happens. a quarterback driven market we're talking about the quarterbacks today but there's multiple conversations to be had about said quarterbacks now yesterday we were informed and we saw firsthand that there was a little bit of a conversation over on the mojo discord about undervalued quarterbacks guys that are not very high priced right now, and you can like just get in on them right this second in order for you to make some money on the long term. Now, we're talking about two guys that were brought up in conversation, and that's Josh Allen and it's Jalen Hurts. Right now, both of these guys are having phenomenal, phenomenal years. Okay, you look at their price now, look at this. There is a $25 difference between the two. Okay, that is Josh Allen, who's obviously has the more bank value, he's got himself. Did he win MVP? No. No, he almost gave one MVP, though. Um, he's got himself mm-hmm. some serious Not bank really. value. What? Not really. I thought he was, like, in the conversation last year. Well, in the conversation, and then then when we're talking about the votes, he didn't get many. No. Right. You know, well, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. In any event, the guy's got almost 2,200 yards in eight games. He's got 19 touchdowns to six interceptions, a 65% completion percentage. The big, dif- the big similarity between the two of these guys is they like to use their legs as a weapon. They're different in styles. I feel like Jalen Hurts will be the first guy to slide, and I feel like Josh Allen will be the first guy to put his shoulder down. That's a whole different ball game. You're looking at Jalen Hurts' numbers, 1,800 yards, 10 touchdowns, six on the ground, so 16 touchdowns from Jalen Hurts. Now, I ask you, Chris, when you're looking at both of these guys on the long term, they are both, I want to say, at least Jalen Hurts is significantly underpriced right now. I don't think that I think Jalen Hurts is definitely underpriced. When we're looking at his future value, I think right now the way the Eagles are playing, it's it looks like the market is banking on the fact that for the same reason with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts is that because they're running quarterbacks, they're a little hesitant to to assume that they're going to be able to stay a long time in this league. I think Josh Allen has like the mold of a Big Ben where he's hard to bring down. He uses his legs, and last year he used his legs a lot more than he is this year. Mm-hmm. But Josh Allen, he gets it done running the football, obviously, but he's six foot five and he's like 280. He's a big boy. I mean, he's not 280, but you understand the point that I'm making here. So I think he's he's got the body to withstand the punishment that a normal quarterback, or I shouldn't say a running quarterback, will typically endure he's throughout, not built like throughout the NFL's uh, career. Now, Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, like a tight end. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is just loaded with weapons. Mm-hmm. He's not on his second contract yet, and not I think yet. that's pretty important. I guess the next season will kind of play out, and we'll see. I think that they're going to treat him very similar to the way Baltimore is treating Lamar in terms of the contract goes, but it's criminally undervalued now because regardless of how they get, he, he gets treated, he's ultimately going to get a deal. They're not going to move away from Jalen Hurts at this point. The you team would is think. playing seven well. and zero. Outside of an injury, what would be the point? I think Jalen Hurts gets a deal very soon. Um, and, and I say soon, maybe like within a year, a year, maybe a year and a half. Listen, if, you if they wait keep on, that, on their way, they're going. Though, well, why not just lock it down? If you wait on that, and there's also a good chance that these two quarterbacks meet in the Super Bowl. So just based hey, on yo, that alone, relax I mean, there. there's a good chance good. that these all two right. quarterbacks all meet right. in the Super yeah. Bowl. All right, number one so seats. Yay. take your bias out of it, all right? <laughs> yes, take your bias playing out very, of it. There's a very good chance, Dave, yes, admit yes. it. There's yes, a good yes, chance there's that a good the Eagles play in the Super Bowl, right? A very so good matchup between that, the two. they're going to get an extra three or four games each. And the Super Bowl, season, Bowl multiplier over wins. potential Super Bowl multiplier. So, yeah, for those reasons, they're both undervalued. For the other reason is, I, I could say, looking at where Justin Herbert is, and he hasn't done really much in this league, and you look at what Josh Allen's done in this league, they're a little too close for me. You know, okay. like, why is it Justin Herbert? And I'm in on Justin Herbert. I'm not, I, I agree with the market. I just think that the market is undervaluing Josh Allen a little bit. 
And it might be because they're overvaluing Herbert, and that's where I see the comparison. Okay. Makes sense. But either Herbert has to come down a little bit, but please don't do that because I'm invested. <laughs> or Josh Allen needs to go up. And the same thing with Jalen Hurts. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? If the guy ends up winning the league MVP this year, which it can happen. Yes. You know, he's setting records. And he, I believe he broke Cam Newton's record for most touchdown rushes through his first 25 starts, right? Whoa. So Jalen Hurts is a prolific rusher, and he doesn't take the hits that you see most quarterbacks take. And he's got the size. I think Jalen Hurts, the weapons on the outside, they're tailor-made. And don't blink because they might add somebody today. That's that's very true. It is the trade deadline and as we're here. guess what? So might the Bills. They might both <laughs> add somebody. I know the Bills are looking to make a split. Can we not? How about we don't? How about, the, how about the Eagles just stay put? We're good. We're good. Right where we're at. 7-0. Don't, the, if it ain't hey, broke, don't hey, fix it. Hey, did you hear this rumor? Sure not. The Bills were inquiring about Alvin Kamara. So if they're inquiring about that contract and that player, then I would imagine that any Oof. offensive star God. the Bills are in on. That would be uh that would be brutal. Now you did uh mention yesterday when we were talking about these guys, you did mention a guy that's almost left off the conversation. Yeah, it's absurd. And that's Tua. It's actually crazy. I want to talk a little bit about Tua here. Okay. There's just one month graph, by the way, what he's done in the last month post concussion po well, like during was, really I yeah guess. i mean you can see the spike you can see the spike right there as i'm like doing if you a look weatherman at approach his charts it's a little all over the place when you go to the one year because there's just been a lot of speculation then he came in and he lit the league on fire this year um look two is leading in like a lot of important categories when and he's missed games so that's that's a big thing um estimated points added and this is adjusted so it's a little bit more true if if you're asking me um 0.372 points added per drop back or per play like that's insane for a wow yeah right now he's first in the league uh Mahomes is second at at 0. 0.36 uh 366 Josh Allen is third at three at 0.343 the next closest is this is per drop back yeah the next closest is Jimmy G yeah that's right okay. so we're talking about and then there's a huge drop off between when we get to the Josh Allen and then Jimmy G there's like almost a full a full percentage point, which is high in this in this regard. So the top three guys, Tua is leading the charge. And if you look at the weapons and you look at what he's done so far in his career, all this guy does is win football games. Yeah. Look, at, look at the Dolphins' record in Tua's uh, starts. It's actually insane. I think they have like two losses <laughs> over the last <laughs> all two All he seasons. does is win. I'm not positive win. on win. that number, but I no know his what. win percentage is extremely high. And... I'm just waiting because look at look at where he's valued at. What does it say? Yeah, I'm no, at the graphic. Thirty-five, sixty-seven, right and then now. And what's his future at? Future, uh, it doesn't you didn't say have, there. No, it doesn't have but there, so but. his bank value isn't that high because no, he's, only his, he's only in his third year, twenty-sixth start in his yeah. career. So I think this is the guy, man. I really do. Yeah, you, yeah. What are they really looking for? You know, look at what they've done when he was out. Right? They won. They won. They were ten and one. Since that lineman jumped over the over the goal line, <laughs> they were ten and one since that moment. Tua got a concussion. They didn't win a game. Tua comes back. What they what have they done? They've won them all. They won them all. <laughs> so yeah, I mean Tua. If it's not clear to you, it's clear to me, and I think it's not clear to the market yet. But it will be very soon. Get on board. This is a playoff team. The Dolphins' 100%. defense is going to be better. This is definitely a playoff and team. And Tua comes with a five-time multiplier if you want to go long on him. So if you want to have some fun for the rest of the season, like you mentioned already, the weapons that he has around him, you don't have to do much. Tyreek Hill has four games this season, four 
games this season over 160 receiving yards. That's, that's absurd. That's and just, I know Tua had nothing to do with one of them, but let's be real, man. This offense is But is Tua, rolling. he will benefit with yeah, Tua behind benefit. center. All right, uh, let's move it on here to another conversation here where it's quarterback controversies, okay? Now, there's a couple of them that we brought up. A couple make more sense than others, but when you look at the first one, we bring up the fact that Tyler Haneke won a game last week, and that's more we can say about Carson Wentz, because Carson Wentz breaks his finger, thumb, whatever it was. He's out for a little while. Look at the differential in price. If you go in on Carson Wentz right now, one, do yourself a favor, don't. <laughs> okay, just, just don't do that. Uh, because Carson Wentz is about to lose his third job in seven years. Because I've been saying it from um, just uh, from way far out, from downtown three-point land. I'm talking about Tyler Heineke being a better quarterback and a better fit for the Washington Commanders. Wentz is not the guy, pal. He's not. He's just not that guy. And it's just, I've said it time and time again, Heineke has absolutely played lights out when he's in there. And I'm not saying like he's lighting the scoreboards on fire. He's winning football games. He brought this team to a division title in 2020, which is, I can't believe that. Uh, but what I'm saying is this, Heineke is the kind of guy that if you want to go uh, in on him, you can, but I just this is more or less a stay away from Wentz segment because I'm just like this controversy is not a controversy because I feel like they're going to realize that quick. Ron Rivera was the first one to say like, oh, the quarterback's got to play better. The quarterback's the problem. And now you have Heineken. You want a football game. All of a sudden, the football team commanders have to you know have to make a decision and quick. I think Wentz will be sitting on the and riding some pine for yeah, the rest of the um, I was trying to figure out if there was an out. For the for the commanders in this Carson Wentz contract, and there's been so much movement with Carson Wentz. It doesn't look like there is one. But then I was reading an article and saying that that's not entirely true. But I just couldn't really find the logistics as to why. That said, I think that regardless of what type of cap hit the commanders are going to take, Carson Wentz is out in Washington after this season. There's just no chance at it. I wouldn't say that I'm going to say. Uh, Taylor Heineke is going to be the new starter because I don't believe he's going to be. But when we're talking about Wentz. We're looking at all these numbers this morning, and we're talking about uh, EPA and air yards and all these things, and Carson Wentz ranks almost dead last in every single one of them. He, out of all the thir uh, 32 starters that were named this season as a starting quarterback to start the season, Carson Wentz is the only quarterback in the NFL that actually has a negative EPA. Did you hear that? Yes. So the, I'm gonna, I want you to understand exactly what I just said there. Carson Wentz has a negative EPA. EPA. So when Carson Wentz drops back, chances are he's going to lose points, <laughs> which is insane. That is ridiculous. It's insane. I, I'm it's trying, like historically listen, it's bad. It's not a, it's not a, a bias know, because I, he's an Eagle or, or a Washington Commander. He just stinks. I just don't know how historically bad that is, but because I haven't looked at the entire data, but that's really bad for a guy that's had multiple starts in a season. Usually you might see that with a guy that just came in and threw a couple picks in a. And for spot. the record, to answer your question, after 2022, guess what? There's no more guaranteed money. Bye-bye, Carson Wentz. You are a forever backup somewhere. So I think Carson Wentz, it's safe to say that Carson Wentz maybe might not even be a backup somewhere. Yeah, just, and I'm not saying that because I don't think he has the ability to be a backup. I just know that he doesn't have the ability to be a starter. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when we're talking about these new quarterbacks coming into the league. There's a lot of guys. There's an only a certain limited of amount of jobs. We've talked about this at length over the course of the year, me and Dave. And I firmly believe that there's like – 20 quarterbacks that are just firmly entrenched. They're not going anywhere. And then there's a revolving door at the back 12. And even then, the guy, some of those guys 
they're on their rookie deal and they haven't they, you don't know enough about them so there's really like five jobs as you bring there. that up there there's a perfect conversation a nice segue here for Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. I just want to finish <laughs> off I don't I'm not in on Wentz or or Heineken yeah no and commanders quarterback I did see Howell take a big dip I don't think the market believes in any of these three guys as a starting quarterback and I agree with the market in this regard uh the Redskins I mean the commanders Will not be picking as high as they would like because they're winning some football games, but there's a ton of quarterbacks in this draft. I feel like they go after the one. The commanders sit at four and four. Now, Mariota and Ritter is a conversation to be had because Mariota is the seasoned vet. He's been there forever. Uh, he's been on multiple teams already. Desmond Ritter, we haven't seen him yet, so we don't know what to expect. But do you feel like just your gut, is Ritter the guy that could – overtake a position without even having to take a snap, if that makes sense. Because Mariota, look, they're 4-4 four and four in there on top of the NFC uh, South right now. Mariota's on a one-year deal. I believe so. Right? I think they brought him in one- or two-year deal. Either way, I think the, the plan was to bring Mariota in this year, see what they could get out of him, and see if he could get a resurgence out of his career. I know he's worked with Arthur Smith in the past, the coach of the Falcons, so there's a relationship there. I think he's got he's a He's long... actually signed through next year. Yeah. So he is. All right, so he's got a little bit longer of a leash than I think um, some of... I mean, definitely longer leash than Carson yeah. Wentz. I don't think Wentz is a starter at all, even when he comes back. Um, but yeah, Mariota, bro, like he's actually doing really well this year considering he's ninth in um, adjusted EPA with uh, 0.157, and he's second in air yards. So ball traveling through the air when he lets it go, second in the league. And you wouldn't think that of a guy like Mariota, who's largely playing for and a with nobody offense. to throw to. I mean, that's not entirely true. I mean, Drake London's fun, but Drake like, London outside of that, Kyle it's Pitts, like Pitt, or, or, Pitts has been a complete disappointment this year. Did you see Pitts' game this week? Yes, I have. I think, and I know I that there's Kyle a lot Pitts of guys is, on Mojo.com that are all in on Pitts, and I'm all in on Pitts too, but I'm just saying, show me something. I'm man. looking at Pitts, and I've seen something. I, I've watched right. them. I... I Definitely do not shy away from Kyle Pitts. That guy is a special player, and um, they're on his, they're, he's on his way. Mark my words on that okay. one. Okay. Um, but as far as Mariota goes, I think he's got a longer leash because of the said points earlier. He's got relationship with the, with the head coach. Mm -hmm. But I do think that it's because of said relationship, it's almost like they brought him in knowing, look, we're going to bridge the gap a little bit. And if Desmond Ritter shows something over the course of this, the rest of this year in camp next year, so it, it matters a lot how he's responding in practice. If Mariota gets hurt, we're going to get to see Ritter. That's the only case. They're 4-4. Four and four, They're winning games. Mariota's not the reason why they're losing these games if they are losing. So, yeah, it's the defense on that side of the ball. Um, I mean, I, I think Mariota remains the starter throughout this season. I don't think there's a controversy. I don't think so either. Place. At 4-4? Four and four? Yeah. There's no controversy. And I, and I like they're Ritter. one and seven. And I'm I say, heavily yeah. invested in Ritter in like the sports card trading world. So uh, yes, I'm. <laughs> so that means I'm, there I'm is some Ritter. kind of value behind Ritter. I who's do sitting buy, there I do think Ritter's going to be a good player. Yeah, I do. I do too. All right, move on real quick. Uh, Tannehill and Willis. There is an actual controversy here because of the fact that look, the Tennessee Titans are built to run the ball. You know what I mean? And that's the way this offense was built around Tannehill too. They didn't add any receivers on the outsides. They drafted Traylon Burks. He hasn't panned out. He's hurt now. Um, but like, there's, I guess you could say Robert Woods was an addition or tried to help him out a little bit, but it just hasn't really come to fruition yet. Um, but this team is built to run. Now, if you say that in that same breath, built to run, you think Malik Willis is the guy. Like uh, uh, Tannehill's not your running prototypical, you know, just all round great runner. He can go, I mean, he can run, but Ryan it's like Tannehill excels, he's not that. Ryan Tannehill excels in the play action game. So I think I he's, agree. A, he's a pretty good fit for this system. And we've had this conversation about Tannehill probably for the last two or three years. Like when we look at the guys that are winning football games, Tannehill's right up there with the rest That's of them. True. I mean, he, he consistently wins. 
I looked at their injury situation last year with Derrick Henry, and I said, well, this team's done. They went out to get the one seed in a loaded AFC. So let's make no mistake about it. Are they 5-2 and two right now? Titans? The Titans are 5-2. and two. Correct so. me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm going to correct you if Titans, you're wrong. But if the Titans are five and two right now, and Malik Willis came in and just got yeah, the job done, five and two. They didn't. The offense did not look good in this game. They scored 17 points. If it wasn't for Derrick Henry's complete ownership of the Texans, I don't know that we would have seen a win at all. Is he Titans. an owner of the Texans at this point? You think I he mean, has any yeah, stock in the set records? It's like two straight <laughs> touchdowns in every uh, two touchdowns or more in every single game. He's got 200 rush yards in three of the last four. Yeah. All right. Wow. So okay. yeah, he owns the Texans. Um, That'd be true. And Ryan Tannehill, he wins football games. They were 4-2 and two before he went down. If he was healthy, he was playing. Malik Willis, good job. Tip your cap. The future may or may not be bright for you, but this may or season not is not the time. They're a playoff team this year with Ryan Tannehill. All right, so stay away from Malik Willis right now. Um, but I'm, would you go along on, on a, a, a Tannehill? I no. Mean, no, right? I just, no. Look, when we look at the future projections, the market's looking at like these guys. Very similar. It's, it's up in the air as to how it's going to happen. It doesn't guarantee right here like mm-hmm. Malik Willis will ever get a starting job in the NFL. He was a fourth-round pick. It's If he does, third or fourth? Third. Third-round pick. So if he does get a job, he'll see a significant bump. I just think it's going to be at least a year, maybe two. All right. How about some guys that might be on the brink, right? They have a contract right now, and they may not have a contract after this year or just completely just not playing well enough to keep their job. One guy we've talked about at length for the last month is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has obviously led the Giants to a 6-2 and start. He's obviously he's, he's, uh, he's winning games, right? He's playing good football. You can't knock Daniel Jones. 1,399 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. Not a lot of gaudy numbers, but not a lot of receivers to catch the ball. Winning games to me is everything. I understand stats are – it's a stat-driven league, and the, the fantasy people and the, and the mojo market people, they all want air yards and touchdowns. They're winning games here because of Daniel Jones. Now, Daniel Jones also on that fifth year um, or fourth year, the fifth-year option was declined. Do you think Daniel Jones right now at 2687, watching his market move up and down and up and down and left and right, is this the guy? Is this the guy for the Giants? Is that going to happen? You I, keep I saying think, that the Giants are a the, bad football team. I at think six the and Giants two. are going to sign Daniel Jones. I don't think it's going to it's going to be a team friendly deal. It's not going to be. Can a you be a team friendly deal? Yeah, when we're talking about quarterbacks, he's not going to get a guaranteed a huge guarantee. He's not going to get a fourth year. I don't think. I think it's so. You don't think he has an agent deal. in his back pocket right now saying like, "Yo, six and two, get paid." Yeah, bro. and he's got to go talk to a GM that's been like, <laughs> "Okay, well, let's put this film on, and we're going to see what Daniel Jones is really worth." Look, Daniel Jones, he's playing good football when it matters most, and that kind of came to a head a little bit on the road in Seattle, but I'm going to give him the pass there because on the road in Seattle... This is a year chart, by the way. It's <laughs> a really tough place to play, um, especially with the Giants had some buzz coming into the game. That crowd was crazy, right? Um, and really, you see what, what happens when the Giants can't get the run game going on Saquon Barkley. That's the entire offense. So Saquon gets paid. I think Daniel Jones does get paid, but like I said in the previous episode, he should probably throw a couple million to, to Saquon because yeah. he's the real reason why Daniel Jones is going to get paid. I think eventually this holds the Giants back because I know that it'll probably be a regression if they have to search for a quarterback. But I do feel like there's going to be the likes of a maybe a Derek Carr available. There's going to be some vets available come come offseason. I'm just the Giants are going to have a decision to make. Wait, I the, think they do sign Daniel Jones though. I think so too. I think it's listen. He's a six and two quarterback right now, right? He's winning games. I just think it's a little disrespectful when you see the guys around him. Have you seen the guys around him on the market? Like right above him is Nick Foles. I, I do see right below him. I mean, I'm sorry. Above him is is Caleb. Below him is Nick Foles. It's interesting though. Above him I, is Nick Foles. Looking, Whatever. Nick Foles. When I'm, when Foles, I'm, when like, I'm looking on. at his his chart, 
That's a year. Kinda, it's a full year, but it looks to me like, for whatever reason, it's way too low right now. It, all things considered, like so I'm, not, I'm not high moment. on Daniel Jones, but I think that he's going to be a guaranteed starter going into next season. And if you look, like where where did it go wrong? Why why the dip? You know, I have to look at that, but I'm confused why, why it's the, so the low. The big dip over there? The big dip. I mean, they went 4-12, and 12, 13 last year, or whatever they were. Under, they had under, a terrible year last year. Fumbling all over the understood, place. But That's your dip. <laughs> understood, but now at least it's looking like like going into this season. But I just said he's not he's not lighting the world on fire. I'm talking about the, the most previous one. I have to look at how far that is. But he looks like he went up, and then he's been down, and then slightly up. The, considering how good of a season he's been having as far as team football goes, I would imagine that would be a little bit higher. So That's a little scary that the low. market doesn't believe that Daniel Jones is officially going to be the guy next year. But I think there's some money to be made there because that red means to me, like if Daniel Jones gets his contract, you're going to make money. Yes. I, I think that's just the way it, the way this is going to work. And the Giants would really have to play really bad down the stretch for them to not be a playoff team. 100%. So I think you could buy in on Daniel Jones and you're going to be safe there. Couple rapid All fire. All things considered. Yeah, couple rapid fire right now. Jared Goff, we put him in here in this conversation because of the fact that, yes, over the last. I spare uh, you guys the, the awful Daniel Jones uh, metrics, by the way. I'll spare you guys those. <laughs> but anyway, Jared Goff, right now, I think the big thing about him is that, unfortunately, with the Detroit Lions, he is the one holding them back. Jared Goff, to me, is not the quarterback of the future over there. If they wind up losing a bunch of more games, in this season in particular, they're going to draft another quarterback. They just are. Jared Goff is obviously not the guy. I can't, you know, you could brush over him. He's, yes, stat-driven, crazy good numbers in the first couple of weeks, eight weeks of the season, but the, the Lions stink, and he's holding them back. I mean, his stats aren't really that good. I mean, they're, they're, they're almost 2,000 yards is good, but they're, they, they throw a lot. So but he has to. <laughs> all things considered, his completion percentage isn't all that great. And he's uh, coming in at 18th in the adjusted EPA. Not great. For an offense that's been lighting it up as much as the Lions have, you'd expect those numbers to be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And you say Goff is holding back the Lions. I do agree that he's holding them back in big spots. Like, I don't think Goff is the guy when they need something, right, to get that big drive. The defense is really what's holding the Lions back. I think Jared Goff has been okay. He's just victim of a circumstance in this case where – He's making too much money, um, and they're a bad football team, and they're going to pick high, and there's a ton of really good quarterbacks in the draft. So Jared Goff, like I said, victim of circumstance. But I think he'll stick around in the league. I just don't know that anybody's going to give him a chance as a starter with all the new talent coming into the league and that contract. There's going to have to be some some eating money somewhere. Yeah. Coming up next is Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr, after last week, it's like, ugh, how hard is it for you to – Buy in on a Derek Carr right now when they get completely blanked in New Orleans. Um, he's obviously down over the last month. Uh, he's down about 6% over the last month. And Derek Carr right now, if you think that things are going to trend in the same direction, he does have a 10 times short multiplier. So if you think that you know he's going to have himself some struggles ahead with that offense, and it might be without some pieces if the trade deadline dictates where they want to go with without this. him at this point. I mean, look... I'm, to right I, now, I don't, I don't really think that there's going to be a mid-season like, trade for Derek Carr, but I don't think Derek Carr is the quarterback in Vegas next season. Tough situation over there. Um, right, and it's nine touchdowns to five picks. Uh, he's just not having a good year right now, and I like Derek Carr as a person, but right now he's just not delivering, and you got your best friend over there to help your stats out, and you have not shown us much in eight weeks. Um, same kind of conversation can be had now. This is the bigger conversation. We're a little pressed on time, but when it comes to Jimmy G and Geno Smith, right, we start with Jimmy G. Over the first, last year, my man is up 60%. So Jimmy G is balling. The difference is, look what the dip was when he wasn't on a team. That's yeah, the interesting I, part. I think that that's – I bring these two guys into the into the fray because you could see where they were 
when the market didn't consider them a starter or they where they didn't have a starting job. Where Jimmy G, they had Trey Lance going, right? And I think the 49ers have come out on record and said that it's Trey Lance next season. This it is. is still Trey's team. Jimmy G's on a one-year deal. I remember this whole offseason, Jimmy G, there there was trouble finding a home for him, but I think that was largely due to the fact that his contract was abysmal. Yeah, and then they restructured and everything. So they weren't going to find a trade partner. And also, I think the 49ers were a little hesitant to trade Jimmy G as much as they said they were. They wanted to. I think they wanted to drag that out as long as possible, and they were asking for a lot. Hmm. Um, Good on John Lynch for that one because it salvaged their season. But... They're not going to be as fortunate next year because Jimmy G is completely an unrestricted free agent. He's going to be able to walk and go wherever he wants. I, I think, think it'll be easier for him to find a job maybe in Tampa? New York? Tampa. Tampa Bay. Why not be the guy to Derek success Carr, Tom Brady I think Derek Carr or Jimmy G ends up in Tampa. I like that. I like that a lot. And Jimmy G right now offering a 10-time multiplier. So that's the kind of situation where he does get that big deal. So monitor his market throughout the course of this year, but also in around March when he's about to sign some big deal somewhere. I think Jimmy so. G could play some playoff games this year, too. I just don't know that he's going to throw the ball in any of them. So <laughs> be, be hesitant on going in on in Jimmy G. Same, it, I also say, you know, there's going to be some volatility come off season with Jimmy G. So yes. I would maybe Same be volatility could him. be said about Geno Smith as we wrap this up. Geno Smith, you know, up 52% over the last year. Again, nobody had him in their starting lineups in any projections. What, you had him in as a starter? Oh, 100%. I will I will pull the tape if you'd like. <laughs> He's checking the tape. I said, Gino's going to start. And you were like, over Drew Locke? <laughs> yes, over Drew Locke. I just like Drew Locke. I think he's got a cool vibe. Oh, I, I like that video, too, of him <laughs> rapping on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, but Gino Smith is absolutely balled out this year. He's got himself a first-place team. 13 touchdowns and just three picks. Almost 2,000 yards. He's got 1924 to be exact. Gino Smith is going to have himself a market. Now, when I say this, I, I mean this with like full certainty. I know he's been in the league for a long time, and I know this is like stop number 44 for Geno Smith, right? Geno Smith is the quarterback of the future of the Seattle Seahawks. That's where I'll stay. I'll stay on that. Right now, he's oh, proven yeah. to himself oh, yeah. that he will be a lifer oh, for yeah. the Seattle Seahawks. He's, I'm in on he's it. He's got a Rich Gannon written all over all him. over him. I love so, that reference. So I don't know that he's going to win an MVP the way Rich Gannon did, but Geno Smith, I mean, like he, in the, he's ranking right up there with all the big names. I'm sorry. Are you, are you writing him off as an MVP candidate? I am not writing because him he didn't off go right back. as an MVP candidate, <laughs> but I am kind of pouring cold water on the idea that he's going to achieve that. It was a fun idea. (laughs) But Geno Smith winning football games, he's in a spot where the fans like him. I don't know how long Pete Carroll is going to last over there, and I think that might go hand in hand. I think a new regime. He thought he would have to be a part of a full rebuild, and here he is in first place in the FC West eight um, weeks into the season. We were talking about that. Like, why would Pete Carroll stick around? This is a rebuild. Well, now that's why. He knew he had Geno. Geno He didn't write him off. Look, I love Geno Smith. I'm still a little hesitant because – it's just still Geno Smith, and yeah, I know that I know. makes everybody a little. But because of that, I feel like the market is doing the same thing. You know, it's like ooh, skittish on Geno. Wait until he gets his next big deal. But if Geno deserves to get paid, and I think that that might be a shock to people that all of a sudden you're going to see some not massive deal, but something that's going to give you the confidence that you know Geno's going to be their guy for the at least foreseeable future. I don't know how long. Like term five it's years, be. 150 million or something like that. Just There's something. not going to be a five year. Deal. Okay, forget it. Uh, anyway, It'll be like a three year deal <laughs> can, with like an out after one. <laughs> you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube. You can also like the video and to follow Mojo around all over the social media platforms. You can head on over one for Mojo.com. But social media, it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter. It's at Mojo. Follow us right now. Uh, 
join the Discord. This is how this whole conversation got sparked, and even a longer episode. We would, we could talk about this honestly for an hour. Yeah. So this this would be a There's long. There's like four or five quarterbacks that I still want to talk about. Guess what? There's good. room for more. Uh, we can come back tomorrow and do it all over again. So again, thank you guys for joining us. Download the app if you haven't already. If you're watching us on YouTube and you don't have the app. I don't know. Shame on there's, you. There's something wrong. So Shame on There's you. a disconnect somewhere, and I think you should download the app. So for Dave Starchill, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll be back on a Wednesday to we enter week nine of the NFL.